0: Everyone and welcome to Jumper Punch episode number five. That's a milestone. Well, um, I think it's four,
1: isn't it? Is it? Yeah.
0: Ah, oh, well, okay. Four is a milestone. <laughs> Look like at it. that. I felt like we'd done more. I really didn't think we'd done five. It's probably all the fan cams that we've done. But good day to everyone watching. Good day to you, Rocker. How are um, you, mate? And how are you, everybody? How's things? Well, I mean, I got dressed up for the occasion, as you well, did. Well, I actually I
1: actually, um, I actually, uh, uh, broke into your house the other day, and
0: I stole one of your shirts. Like, you're not going to outdo me, mate. Well, I was going to say, you gave me a bit of abuse for the shirt I wore in the air life. So I thought I'd torn it down. I went with the denim today. I thought yeah, I'd bring the, the, the 80s d- back.
1: Yeah, and I went with the polka
0: dots. I mean, you can see the difference as well. Even though we're f- both from Europe, your Italian heritage, <laughs> I'm Pom. You can see the big difference is the shade of skin and also the fact that I've got chest hair. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. Well, I should have chest hair, but um, yeah, no. It, <laughs> it, it,
0: it's a very Pom thing. We don't grow a beard like you Italians. <laughs> <dying>. We grow a <laughs>
1: beard.
0: Yeah, do you know, our, our beard starts here and then just stops <laughs> from the neck up. It, I love it. You know, I wanna do, you know, the November. I'd love to do it, but like my my mustache has three days of growth. And then it starts going ginger. Yeah. And does it grow much more than that? It does, but it goes ginger. It's oh, weird. Like, just under my nose, after yeah. about three or four days, like this is two days at the moment, I-, I will start going ginger. It's a weird anomaly. And no one in my family is ginger. I've tried to do DNA test. I've questioned my parents because I reckon there is something awry that I've got ginger genes. But they assure me there's not. So there oh. it is. You did say you do love a ginger. <laughs> could yeah, I mean, it could be that. I mean, maybe my DNA mutated in my teens. I don't well, know. I'm a bit different. I actually shaved this
1: morning. and <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, is, 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 is your three o'clock stubble that bad? <laughs> uh I might need to wrestle a bear to get some man points back, I think, based on this news. Well... It. We've had a big, big week in AFL, even though we're not here. The AFL, I suppose the first thing we should cover is rule changes because we know one thing Gillian loves more about than press conferences is changing this beloved game we've got. So there is some big rule changes. Obviously, the first one is the interchange has been decreased, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. What do you think of the interchange rule change?
1: I actually like it. I actually like it that it's gone down to 75. I think it's going to uh, it's going to open up the game a little bit more. It's going to show uh, with players, you know, their endurance, which is a big part of being, a, you know, like a good player will use that, you know, their endurance to get out there and keep running, you know what I mean? So I actually like it. I think it's going to be good for the game going from 90 to 75, yeah.
0: No, I think it's good as well because I think that we talk about we want the 80s back, we want the 90s back, the high-scoring affairs. And you can see the AFL really want that. And then every so often they bring in a rule that, to me, I look at and think, well, that's restricting the scoring. And this one I like. I mean, personally, I'd like to bring it down to 50 Mm. and really stretch the play, really stretch them. Because the thing is, is when you look at these players now in the 90s and the noughties, to now, without being disrespectful to the greats, they are a hell of a lot fitter now. Like, yeah. you look at Kuta is a great example. He was a fitness freak. And he stood out at the time because his level of fitness was twice and above where everyone exactly. is. Where now even the most average footballer has that elite level of fitness. Yeah. It's something that if you look at all sports, tennis, golf in particular, when I grew up, golfers were small and fat. Yeah. And now you look at them. You've got Adonises there as well. Exactly. You know, you've got guys with six packs and big yes. muscles. Tiger Woods going to the gym, and like when I was a kid, Nick Fowder would like do his training in the local dog and duck with a pie and two pints. Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. So I really like this rule, and I'm expecting this. They they use the phrase Dustin Martin moments. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to yeah. see that from the great players of the game because they have got that level of fitness above that's what we want man we we do i know he mentioned the dusty but it's true man we do want
1: those dusty moments and you know and um and by i think these rule this interchange will definitely help these better players to have those moments and that's what we go to the footy for like even as a calm supporter watching dusty grand final day do those things was so exciting you know what i mean and that's what we're going to want from our players, the Kurnos and even like Cribs and that, you know, they can do these moments. And I think this is going to help them, definitely.
0: I think from a Carlton perspective as well, I look at players like Cripps, Adam Saad, Zach Fisher. I it's... think this is going to help out. Cripps particularly because he's not quick, but one thing Cripper does is his intensity throughout the game. And yep. you look at Cripps, he plays about 91% of game time. So this yep. is not going to affect him. Yes, because he's genuinely on the field all the time. You would say, if anything, he's probably going to have more time off the ground because the rotations will allow other players to be rotated as heavily. So yeah. for me, like fourth quarter, crips, how he gets past people is just pure brute strength and ignorance. Exactly. And yeah. I think that'll help him. But then I look at Zach Fisher, and I think Zach Fisher has a wonderful ability of maintaining his pace throughout the game. And yeah. I'm just thinking fourth quarter... Him in the forward line, that pace, his nimble feet, the dancing yep. shoes—he's like a cross between Kyrie Irving and Ryan Kent at Rangers. Yep. He's got the skills, he's got the nous. I yep. reckon he could be a real goer, and he's someone that I'm looking. This rule potentially could benefit.
1: No, hundred percent, man. That's—I I think it's a good rule change, and and that's one of the rules. Yeah, that usually I'm not happy about rule changes. You know what I mean, but. That one there, I, I mean, they did some other rule changes. I think the kicking goes from 10 to 15. I don't know if that's going to make this, much of a this difference. This one I like,
0: and I'll tell you why. Yeah, Adam right. Saad, right? You imagine right. Giving him a five-meter head start to hit top pace. So he's taking the kicking. Now you can play on from a kicking. Right. I'm just thinking if I'm stood in front of him and he's got five meters more to react to hit top speed and I've got to move... Horizontally towards him, I wouldn't fancy it because once he hits top speed, he's gone. Do you know what I mean? I like it.
1: I like, like it. Reminds
0: it. me of being thirteen years old and I've stolen a pair of socks, right? And <laughs> I've got a fat security guard chasing me. That's fifty-five it. meters, I'm gone. That's like, it. <laughs> so, sorry to all the Brunswick Shopping Centre security mall staff who I did used to steal socks as dads. <laughs> Apologies if you're watching. I can't Um,
1: believe that's the one. You used to steal socks. Out of all the things to steal, you stole
0: socks. Mate, I I always had a conscience. I didn't want to steal something that, you know, someone cared about. (laughs) And Because I always bought my pop socks. I used to steal socks. And then because I was a little bit guilty, I used to hide them in the staff waste bin. Like, just buy it, hoping that they'd come and pick them up and do it. Or I'd donate them to the homeless person who lived at the end of our street. But but it was like the test of strength. You've got to go into you the You were shop. the Robin Hood of England. That's amazing. I, the... I, was, the, I, was, the, I was the reincarnation of Robin Hood. That's I was <laughs>
1: Still the socks. It was, it was I
0: it was either socks or footy cards, believe it or not. I remember I stole um a box of a, a box of footy cards and I got home and my granddad saw me and he made me walk back. Yes. And incidentally, that's how I got my first job because I was honest and told the shop assistant. Ah. They made me work it off, and I became a paper melt boy. And they let me keep it at wholesale if I worked for them. And that was my first job. And that was the end of my thieving days, to be honest. Th- then I went into stealing girls' hearts in Australia, and that's how I got married. Oh,
1: nice, nice. Hey, you know that? I like it, I like it, I like <laughs> it. That's perfect. <laughs> well, now that you've <laughs> said about the kick-in, I like it. I didn't think about it. I thought, ah, oh, it's not going to make much of a difference, the 10 to 15 metres. But now I'm going to call that, I've written it down, the Saab rule.
0: I that think it will help him. I, I, I do
1: oh, generally think. That is great. The Saab rule. I like it. You're absolutely right. Just if you give Saab a couple of metres, he's going to burn you. But let alone give him an extra five metres, that's going to be huge, man. If he can break that back line and the way he delivers... Remember, 81% efficiency in the disposals, man. This could be huge. This could be huge. I like it. I like
0: it. I like it. And the other rule, and this one is the one that I don't like, because I find the 50-meter rule of the protected area anyway, one of the most stupidest rules in all of sport. And it's all because it's interpretation. You remember last year against Port, Robbie Gray ran through the mark. Yeah. And Sam Walsh followed him, which... He's got every right to do for me and then he ha- and he and then he got the 50 meter against him and you always I looked at that play and I thought if I was the coach and he didn't follow him into the protected area exactly. and Robbie Gray got the handball and ended up kicking the goal I would have been livid but then I'm also livid that he's given away the 50 and put them in a goal scoring yeah. opportunity and they've changed the rule and I'll read the rule out because yeah. it's probably more confusing when you even read about it. And now the defending player will only be permitted to move laterally on the mark. If he moves off his mark in any direction prior to being played on, a 50-meter will apply. And the defensive team is no longer allowed to have the next nearest to the player on the mark. It has to be the player designated, which I can just see already umpires fucking this up. Because I read it out and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. Well, I've read it like 20 times and I'm still
1: confused about it. So it's just, I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, it's just going to make it, uh, and it's like the level of tolerance is going to be a lot less, you know? So that means any little indiscretion, they're going to give away the 50 and we're already getting upset by this 50. You know, how many times does that happen? And you're going, oh man, like he's running past, man. He wasn't, he had nothing to do with the play. He's just running past. Actually, a lot of times they're holding up their hands, like to say, I'm not interfering. I'm just like, I got caught, you know, like I'm um, instead of, what is a 10 metres? Instead of 10 metres, I was nine metres, and they give a 50. Come on, man, that's a big price to pay for someone just running
0: past. It's ridiculous. The, the, the amount of times as well I find that players get away with it, and then the next game you'll see the same thing happen and it's a 50. Yeah. You saw it in the grand final a few times. Players were running through... And you'd hear the umpire say, move out, move out, and give them warning. And then sometimes you see there is no warning. Yep. I'd like to see a rule that if the, if, the, if the team in possession of the ball run through the mark, it's instantly play on. Yes. I think if anyone encroaches it, it's instantly play on. And yep. I think that stops it. Because your job as the defender is to follow your, exactly. your opposite mark. And I always think sometimes, what about if you were smart? And you just got Patrick Cripps to constantly run through the mark as if he's going to get the handball. Yeah. You could just get fifties all day and eventually yeah. get to the to the goal. And yeah. the coach would be left with a decision: stop the tag, or and let Cripps run wild. Yeah. Or keep giving up the fifty. It's yeah. it's a it's a grey area. I'm not a fan of it. I like the rule. I think the fifty meter rule is a good rule. Yeah. It's a big punishment. But I also think this one is. If it's not interfering with the mark, I don't see the issue.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, look, I reckon it's a stupid. Role. Ever since they brought it in, that's that goes with nominating the ruckman. That's that's a, alongside with that one there. That's another stupid one. I don't like. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I agree. They, they, look, there's going to be. Let's call it now. There's going to be a lot of complaints about this rule. There's going to be a lot said about this rule for the whole year. And this is something we don't want in the game. We don't want to be worried about these ridiculous little things, man. We should be worried about the game, uh, about those moments, about, about, well, we're going to say dusty, but we're going to say, well, you know, we want to hear about... The Kerno moments, the crib moments. I don't want to hear about oh he infringed and he got a fifty meter and they won the game because of the fifty meter. It's ridiculous.
0: But anyway, it is one of them rules that just looks like it could, it could, it could be controversial and it Good. could come into a play because being a defender on the mark is a tough job. Anyway, you've got a worry about is he going to offload it? Is he going to take off? And I always watch these guys who take the mark. A lot of them stutter step. Yes. And you see the player react and then go back. Yeah. It's instinctive. And I think what happens if a player does that, you see someone like Higgins, who's now at St Kilda, he does that the fake little stutter step. Yeah. I can see players reacting to of it. It's something being called the fifty. It's gonna be gray yeah. area. Like you said, man,
1: defending being, Imagine being on the mark there, knowing that you have got someone like that who can just take off at any time. You're on the edge, you know, and all of a sudden he makes a slight movement. You go to react and all of a sudden you get a 50 for it. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's all. but let's talk about what rule would you like changed if you could do something? And maybe we can ask the people out there too, what rule they would like changed? How about you?
0: I've always thought, this is controversial because one of the most iconic moments of football for me is the boundary throwing because The first time I ever watched this game, I was like, what the hell is that umpire doing and why is he doing it? And how is no one mocking it? I'd like to see, though, and I think this would speed the game down and speed the game up. I'd like to see throw-ins like in the other sports, in, like, soccer, in, like, NRL, the ball goes back to the opposition. I'd like to see it be an indirect free kick. So if the ball goes out of play, last person to touch it, it's the opposition's kick. And I'd have it indirect and direct. So for a deliberate, it would be direct. You can take a shot at goal. But if it's indirect, it's a spoil. It's indirect. So he's got to pass it to shoot a goal. I think it would speed it up. I think you get rid of these Rook nominations, which take about two years. Because the Rook nominations, like you say, it winds me up. Because like when, when there's Nan Curvis there and the umpire's asking, are you taking the Rook? Yeah. Well, of course he is. You know what I mean? It's like, ridiculous. That's, so that's I think that way it would just end if you just say, right, free kick, you get to kick the ball, indirect, speeds the game up. We probably would see more scores as well, I think, from that. Look, it's, it's an interesting one. You know that we have tried that before
1: in, I think it was the pre-season, the NAB Cup, the Wizard Cup, the whatever cup they call it. But it was tried out. I don't know how successful it was at the time. Do you remember?
0: Nah, but I think it, I think it's a grouse rule because I've come up with it.
1: Well, oh, yeah, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> I think it's a grouse rule. What, what about quickly then if, well, then there's going to have to be some sort of video review or what happens when it's, like, very close? What do we do there? Or do we do what soccer players do and do they put their
0: hand up? Well, I mean, genuinely, they make the call, don't they, quite quickly. Like, we, we have the deliberate out of bounds. We have the out of bounds on the full, which they kind of make a very quick call. Yep. It, it doesn't happen a lot. Do you know what I mean? And I, I think yeah, it doesn't take long to check. It does in AFL, though. I've got to say, video replays in AFL for some reason take weeks, weeks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, like, I watch it, and like sometimes I'm like, "What is that guy doing in the box?" Like, yeah, well, that's it. So it does. it. So that could be a
1: little bit of an issue with um that. But look, you're right. It would be an interesting... It's definitely a big change. It would be a big change to the game, you know. It will definitely... It will definitely stop players... It will definitely stop that deliberate, you know, that we're we're unsure about now at the moment, you know. Like, especially when someone kicks out of... They kick out of, like, a pack. Like, they're under pressure. They've got five players wanting to kill them, you know. They're near the goals. They get the ball. They throw it on the boot. It goes 40 metres down the... Down the down the down the field, and then bounces out, and they go deliberate. And I'm thinking, like, if he did that deliberate, he's a magician.
0: I don't know how he did it, but you're right; it would stop that kind of like thing. I also think it would bring in a new dynamic to the game. So, like, can you imagine, like, say, two minutes to go, Cowton are on the tack, Zach Fisher gets the ball in the boundary that boundary pocket area, and he just plays a little handball off the knee of the defender, yep. gets the indirect free kick out and can slow the game down, reset forward, and it creates that little added animosity, doesn't it? Like, okay, yep. cool. How are we going to defend this? If we turn it over, we can go quick. Just makes that little little bit of excitement because I always find the most nervous when you're winning is being in possession of the ball. Oh, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, and you're right, and and then it'll bring in that new dynamic
1: where you've got that, where handball it off someone's leg, you know what I mean, or tap it onto someone's leg. Like, I don't get why plays don't do that more often now, you know. Like, uh, you need a boundary, you give it a nice tap on his on his leg, out on the full, have a free kick, you know. They don't do it often enough, but that would definitely bring in that, that kind of dynamic, yeah. So that's an interesting one, man. And, and anyone oh, out there that's got a that's got an idea for their own rule changes. That'll be interesting to hear. Yeah. What about you, Rocker? What would you add? I'm on the top. Like I don't even like any rule changes to tell you the truth. You know, there are some that, that were good, you know, like, uh, 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 for example, that from, from the points, you know, like immediately play on, I think that's a great rule. You know what I mean? So there are some things that change, but to tell you the truth, I'm not really too keen on many rule changes. I think the game's going on. I think sometimes rule changes, they're called, uh, they're called, uh, I think they're called a wicked, uh, a wicked, a wicked decision, I think they're called, which means that, um, you 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 do something to fix something up and you end up making it more of an issue than what it was, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of these rule changes that that's what they do. Man, you know me, I'm old school, man. I want to back to one on one, punch someone in the back of the head. That's what I want, you know what I mean? Just kick the
0: ball, have it, you know. So I I'm, think I think it's gonna be interesting because they've announced as well the second tiers, they're bringing in kind of the six, six, six rule. For boundary throws and kick ins, it's going to be four players inside the arcs, which I think is kind of a very interesting one for me. That if you're gonna have four in the defensive 50, four in the forward fifty, and one in the goal square, I think that does spread the play. I'm not a fan of it though, because I think pat like to me, I actually like you know, the last five minutes when you suddenly have 20 you have 18 men behind the ball. And yep. it makes it exciting because it's just a long bomb in. The ball hits the park. You're like, come on, someone pick it up. Yep. And I think that kind yes. of went last year. I liked it when teams got all out defensive. So you don't like the six-six-six rule? After I don't think about. it made a difference. Uh, you don't reckon it
1: made a difference? I don't think it made a drastic difference. It well, didn't make a drastic difference, but it did make... I think there was that little bit of anticipation, a little bit of difference straight after the bounce. You know what I mean? That if you can get the ball quick, you can get that one-on-one with the, big, with the big forward. You know, like it could help. And then it only takes like five seconds before they flood. But if you can do something, and you know football's quick. If they can do something real quick, at least we got a one-on-one. So I I've, I've thought, I actually thought that rule, was, was, wasn't was a bad rule change. It
0: worked, it worked. I just don't think it made like a dramatic change to me. Like, no. I don't think it was like what they they thought it no. was going to be. No. I and
1: mean, with a lot of rules, that, they aren't what they think it's going to be. You know what I mean? So I
0: think the AFL is beautiful because it's chaotic. Yes. Like, and I think that's part of its charm for me. It's so chaotic. Well, like, that's
1: why the ball's the shape it is. Huh? because You just don't know what it's going like, to be. Like,
0: you've, you've got guys shot, hitting people in the face with a shoulder to stop yeah. you making a tackle. Yeah. I think that's the beautiful part of the game, you know, the bumps, the hardness of it. It's kind yeah. of gladiatorial. You watch it and even the girls when they play it, they're like superheroes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You watch it and they're like smash. Even yeah. like the women, they're just as just as hard and ferocious. Uh-huh. Man, I've been watching
1: the women's the last few years, man. I have total respect for them. Man, they are as hard as
0: hard nails, man. I total respect the way they play the game. And I think that's the beautiful thing. As an observer, like you watch it, and it's something that you can say the average man or woman couldn't do. Yep, it's it's that, brave, and it is. and it makes you fall in love with them all. I mean, oh, for I me it. personally, I love it. I love it. I mean, there it is. Me and Rocco have spoken. He says no rule changes, and I'm removing the boundary for a controversial... You're, you're bringing POM it
1: closer Milan. to the round ball, aren't you?
0: Yeah. You, you, <laughs> you can take a pom out of POM Milan, but you can't take that <laughs> pom out of the match. I love it. it. I love it. And I suppose then what we need to look at is obviously other changes occurred. We finally got some clarification from the AFL on list changes. Yep. So we'll go through them briefly. Now you can have a minimum of 36 players on your senior list and a maximum of 38. Yeah. If you have 36, you can have four rookies. If you have 37, you can have five rookies, but you can have a maximum of six rookies on the list. And that is topped up with two Category B rookies, your international players, your, your players from other sports, so, very interesting AFL list changes. They've agreed, yeah. I think it was a 7 to 8% pay cut. So, And then they've said, an indication that 2022, it will return to normal. So, uh, so
1: it's only for next year, is it? 2021? It's only for next
0: year. And I, yeah. I I, think, for me, this is interesting period of time because we've seen a lot of players lose their jobs this year. Yeah. So, I think if you're shrewd in this business now, We know that the AFL have changed it to one pick. So at the moment, how that affects Carlton. Yes, this is what
1: we care about. How is this going to affect Carlton?
0: Well, the news that Kennedy has been told he's going to be taken in the rookie draft. So now we've got three rookies and we're at 35 on the list. So we have two options here. We can take one person in the draft. The AFL have announced now it's a minimum of one draft pick per club. So that would take us to the heralded 36. Now, I we've got two options there. We can use all of our draft picks, go to 38, or we could go into the pre season draft and pick up a delisted free agent.
1: Yeah,
0: I'd like to see us take one draftee and go to 36. Yeah, and that would give us the option of three rookies. Now, this would give us two options one, we're going to be able to accrue salary cap to spend on Cripper in season yep. and look at it that way, but two, next year we would have the option of burning two rookies and promoting them to the senior list. Because yep. you'd say Kennedy's probably got that carrot dangled. You'd say yep. Cotters has probably got that carrot dangled. Honey probably got that carrot dangled. Few yep. players have got them carrots dangled of senior football if you perform. Maybe get another two in, whether that's someone like, you know, Mad Jack Daw, Oscar mm-hmm. McDonald. I've seen Carlton fans throw their names out at. There's a lot of decent talent. Quinton Narkel rumoured to be delisted in the next week. So you rookie him. These players are going to take the pay cut because at the moment, there is no jobs. The lists are almost full. Exactly. So So probably if you said to Quinton Narkel, 80K this year, next year though, you do your job, mate. There's a senior spot. And it would help Carlton then burn one of them later picks to promote a rookie. Yep. And throw something at a player that's there. Because a the lot of rumour is Carlton are going to target someone in 2021 with the, with the restricted free agency. Yes. So it would give us that benefit there not to worry about the draft and kind of do our draft this year.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I like that. That's that's good. That's good thinking. Yeah? I like that. And I also like, well, you mentioned Narkle. I also like that idea of getting Narkel in as that rookie. Because and then and then hanging that carrot over him, dangling that carrot over him. Because then you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of up for Narkle. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's uh, I like that. I like that. So that would that mean that we would? Uh, so you'd still pick up someone in the national draft, there?
0: Yeah, so first... I mean, There's rumours at the moment that we're going to try and get into the twenties. Yes, that's what a... I was going to ask. Because what's
1: our first pick now? In the national draft, is it uh, 38, is it?
0: Yeah, at the moment, it is 38. Yep. So, obviously, as you can see, it's not not great. No. But a lot of the teams, a lot of the pundits are suggesting that there is a rumour, and Nick Austin kind of alluded it to himself, that potentially they will look... moving up in the draft if there's Uh, a player there of
1: interest moving to that 20 kind of area
0: yeah yeah which would say to me that cow might have their eye on someone they suspect to fall yes so it's always a risk that i mean it's going to be interesting this year because you look at essendon if i'm essendon this year i'm thinking like sauce i'm thinking of bidding on a lot of players academies really screwing the draft up for a lot of other clubs making them have to match the bid for their academy players. This is the last year that this rule is in place. So if I was Essendon, I'd be thinking, well, I will use pick eight and seven as the players that I want. And I'll use six as a throwaway. So I'll start bidding on everyone's NGAs. I'll start bidding on their top 30 talents. See if they do it. It's a wasted pick, okay. But potentially down the track, it's going to screw up a lot of my players around me, a lot of teams around me.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point, man. You've been thinking about that. I like that. I like that. Mate, I like
0: always that. say up here for thinking and down there for dancing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. So no, that'd be interesting. It. Like who we target. I mean, for me, and I don't know what you think, and I'll ask the audience, there is a few decent names out there who are kind of, you know, your key defender types. And, I'd like maybe look at that in the draft. I'd look yep. at maybe a project player here. I think now our list is in a wonderful position to wait on it for two or three years. So yep. the draft for me wouldn't come into it till 2023. 2024, yep. I don't anticipate we have a good pick in them years. Yep. So I'd be looking at maybe the next, next Liam Jones. You know, Looking That's for true. someone to put pressure that we can ease in. We can That's ease true. in. We don't have to worry about him anymore because McCready's gone. So- McCready's gone. Yeah. He's one that's gone and yeah, we actually
1: discussed this. I, I thought it was a bit harsh. I liked McCready, but um you're right. He did he just he just kept getting injured, man. It's like it's no one's fault. I, I thought he, he showed a lot when he played, but he just kept getting injured. And you're right, we're probably gonna need someone to replace Liam Jones in two or three years' time, yeah.
0: Well, you've also got to look at it, Goddard's gone as well. Yeah, so, Goddard's gone. So backups in the key defenders for me is a little bit light, isn't it? You, okay, Levi can play down there.
1: Yeah, but he's getting old too, you there's, know? like how many There's rumours Mitch got?
0: McGovern can go down there, but then when Charlie Kernow's injured, I just can't see it. And yeah. I don't think he looked that reliable down the back. I mean, like, one of my best mates, his brother is a surgeon, but he's uh, chippy. And if I needed my appendix removing, I wouldn't be getting my mate Rob to do my surgery. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Just because they're brothers doesn't mean that they've got the same gift. Exactly. So, exactly. so for me, I think I'd be looking in the rookie draft particularly. Is it an Oscar McDonald mid-age player? Okay, he hasn't set the world alight, but if he as an injury to a key defender, you know he can play it. Yes. Or is it Mad Jack Dorr? I like Mad Jack I'm probably going with my heart. I just think there's something romantic about Mad Jack yeah. I love everything about him. And then getting a kid in who can work in the VFL, learn learn from Jones and Weetering. These yep. are pretty good dudes to learn from.
1: Yeah, yeah no, 100%. And no, dude. no. The Mo- Mojack door, that's definitely one I've been kind of thinking about too. Like, uh, I think he'd be someone we definitely can give a go, for, go to. And, um, yeah, he'd be like, yeah, he'd be good. Like, as I said, in a couple of years, man, we're going to lose like uh, – like uh, Liam Jones, you know, like, and, um, yeah, so that, or maybe even, like, what about ruck options? Like, have we got?
0: It's funny you say that, cause I was going to say, a lot of people have suggested, like, with our picks in our 30s, taking Henry Walsh, yes. or maybe going in the 40s. Now, for me, the way I look at it, TDK is going to be our ruckman for the next decade. Yep. Pitting that, he's going to be the guy that's going to put pressure on him, keep him honest, and always be a reliable backup. Yep. And I think the way you go is what the doggies have done. I think we need an old Ruckman. I think we need like a 30, 32-year-old because it, Ruckman at uh, TDK's age, uh, he's a toddler. He's a baby. yeah is the pubescent teenager, you know, who's going to take out the bins once in a while when TDK spits his dummy yeah. out. And then we need that senior figure. Now, I hope Cruz is there to guide them in a coaching capacity or doing something like that. Because we know TDK has said he's kind of like a big brother to him. But yes. I'd like to see us go out. Now, the problem is, I don't think there is any senior Ruckman out there So who have been delisted. Like, I go through the delisting, and there's no one that I look at and go, wow, he would be a reliable Ruckman. Do you know what I mean? Like, if there is, a heaven forbid, an injury to two, to, to both that of them are lucky. It?
1: We've got to be prepared, you know, because it can easily happen. You know, even an injury to one, you know what I mean. Then all of a sudden, you got to you got the pressure on the other one. You know what I mean. And then I know we've got people like Casbolt and that who who can um who can pinch hit in the ruck, and he actually does a good job. But gee, we ask a lot from Casbolt. But I think I would be looking at definitely like get another ruckman in there,
0: just yeah, for, I mean, just for security. I mean, the way that I go. Is looking at like that, I would be looking at maybe a senior one. I really do rate, and don't get me wrong, I really do rate um Henry Walsh. I think he's a very good player. I a just think one. for me, when you're looking at players like him, and you're trying to think where does he fit into you know the system? Where would we go with this? I, I just think. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of bringing him in because I don't think it's the right move with TDK. I don't think Henry Walsh may waste a career. And we've looked at some good Ruckman Yeah. in the mould of, say, someone like Braden Proust went very young to a team with an established Ruckman, never got going, he's shown a bit. And for me, he's too good to be, you know, on yeah. the back burner. He's probably about three or four years away from senior football anyway, but... Yeah. By that stage, I hope TDK has cemented himself as one of the top five ruckmen. So yeah. I'd be maybe looking at someone like Fraser Fulor in the kneeful, someone who is a mature age, who could come in and do a job if needed, because the chances of Pitt and TDK getting injured touch wood are as rare as finding rocking horse poo down the back of your couch. But it could happen, like you say. Stranger things have happened, do you know what I mean? That's it. You've got to remember... Nathan Ablett was a professional footballer once. The AFL has a sense of humour, yeah, so, <laughs> so, so it could happen. But like, I just don't see it. To me, I mean, I think Henry Walsh would suit Geelong. Geelong yeah. Falcons boy. They they probably need a rookie. Stanley is a good player, but probably not long term for them. A yeah. star of has exactly set the world alight, so he may be a project for them. I do yeah. like Henry Walsh. Though. I do rate him, but I think. I would be wanting to show my faith in TDK yep. being a 10-year Ruckman. Yep. A bit like the Doggies did with English. I think he's shown enough for me. Pit and that gives you a great option. And also, yep. Levi Casbold's success as a Ruckman, let's not understate it. He ain't uh, a bad it's Ruckman. Great. It's
1: great. It's, it's actually better than good, you know. Like, he does his job better than, better than good, man. Like, casbold uh, has been a revelation for us you know back forward right but the ruck has been huge man like at times when because Cruz has gone down had tdk you know and casbolts come in and done more than he had to do you no know? so but but again man he's getting on you know like how long can he keep doing this and, and he keeps we keep asking him the question and he keeps giving it to us and Man, I have total respect for the bloke, man. Absolute changed his game around. But how long can we get keep him there? Maybe another year or so. And he's he's going to start like he's playing tough
0: positions. I'll tell you, he's, I mean, he's rags to riches, isn't he, Levi? I mean, you've got to remember 100%. three years ago, three years ago, people were throwing rotten tomatoes at him. Yep. And for me, he's become the premier swingman in the competition. Oh. I think he's the best at what he does. I think he's the best part time forward, part time Batman and part time rook in the comp. You know, the jack of all trades, yeah. the ultimate handyman. Yeah, you know, you know if if Jim's mowing did Jim's AFL footballer, it would be Levi Caswell. Yeah, exactly right. And what about when he you know, when he kicks those goals
1: from 55, and he pumps that air, man, some of the greatest, I love it, I love it, when he's when he gets back, and you know, and, you, and he's sitting back there, and you're going, go for
0: it mate, you can do it, you know, and and he does it more often than not these days I've got to say the beautiful thing about Levi as well, as a dad, now don't often get soppy on this show and yeah. I'm probably never accused of being the most emotional bloke with compassion, but I actually froth as well, him as a dad like, I look at his Instagram And, like, I'm like, I love that guy. Like, I love that bloke. Like, he just looks like... Levi Caswell looks like the kind of guy I want to have a beer with and just shoot the shit with. I reckon he'd be a great bloke to be around.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it was a year or two ago, there was that story about him where he got a lot of... He got a lot of uh, slack off social media and it kind of affected him and that. And they were getting, like, a bit personal, you know? And which isn't... Man... Anyone that does it, just stop it. You know what I mean? But, uh, and he he did a really emotional interview. And from that point onwards, he, he changed. I I, re, I I think the reason he changed his football was because he changed his personal life and the way he looked at things and, and what was important to him. And, yeah, so a total respect for the guy, man. I, I, I love the Kasbah. And on top of that, it's my girlfriend's favourite player. So, so. But I think that's more about. I definitely
0: this. think he's the housewife's choice, yeah. you, you know, if you are in a boy band, Levi Casbolt's there because, like, yeah. if you're a girl, your mum will approve of Levi Casbolt. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I always look at players as mates. So, what type of bloke are they? Levi Casbolt is that bloke that freezes Saturday and preempts on a Sunday yeah. morning. You still need help moving a house. Yeah. Zach Fisher is the dude that I love who would come round to your house and he'd say, make sure you don't pat the TV and the Xbox. I'll play the Xbox. <laughs> I was going to say that. He'd be straight yeah, on mate, the Xbox. And every time someone says, oh, I'm a bit hungry, he's like, oh, I'll do the Macca's run. Like, anything but lifting, he's doing. <laughs> oh, I agree,
1: man. I was going to say, he'd be the first one on the on Xbox. Yeah, no, that' guaranteed, guaranteed. And
0: Charlie Kerner is probably the guy that says, oh, my mum's coming over, yeah. even though, you know, he lives with his mum. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, made an excuse he was there the night before when you laid a barbecue as a thank you he drank the beers, he ate the snags but suddenly this morning something's come up (laughs) and he's unavailable to make it and he'll talk and show up on the last box, he'll be like oh sorry she wouldn't shut up I'm here now, oh I'll take that box for you Dan, he'll put it in and then he'll be like right when are we getting on the beers boys but you know what, being Charlie Kerner
1: you would accept it you would try and you wouldn't say anything to him and you start having a beer with him. That's what Charlie Kerner would Well, think. my
0: wife would be hoping it's a hot day because she said her favourite moment of being married to a Carlton fan was last year when they did that um, preview at the beach. Oh. And there was that image of Charlie Kerner coming out of the water oh. doing that. Nice. He had his six-pack. And nice. it was the first time she's watched any Carlton media, my wife. Like, she's watched that video <laughs> so much times. When I did that Charlie Curnow tribute video, she actually knew the seconds and the minutes for that (laughs) footage so I could use it for my own video. So thank you, Charlie. You are something that my wife keeps asking why I go to the gym and I don't have that physique. Yes. if you want to let us know contact blue abroad tell me what you do mate because it is <laughs> impressive it is impressive i'll give you that yeah just quietly i i
1: need a little bit of device through this uh lockdown hasn't been the best for um you don't want to see me below this 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 uh table here just quietly to be fair one thing
0: i love about charlie is his hair oh, i i i love that hair that is cool hair
1: yeah well i'm envious of any hair like well, so yeah that's that that hair there is I would love I've always said I would love just to run my hand through my hair. That's that's like a dream of mine, you know, so yeah, he's got such cool well, It's hair.
0: funny because I recently had a haircut But I've got all my hair bands that I started wearing <laughs> during lockdown and it is quite nice to have just normal sized hair yeah, it's,
1: it's looking good mate. You're looking okay. good
0: there. Okay. Well, I, got, I got dressed up for you. I copped a lot yeah. of abuse Wow! So come not on, mate. That's for you.
1: We're a serious show here, man. Let's kind of like, let's, let's, adri- let's dress up no like it is. Well. Yeah, that's it. We're kind oh. of matching colours. Excellent.
0: And I suppose we're talking about delistings and listings. We should cover Charlie Kerno anyway. 100%. He said it's going to be six weeks max before he's back to running. Yeah. So you'd say six weeks running, six weeks from now is Christmas, isn't it? Yep. So, he'll get to enjoy Christmas, the festivities. And a man like Charlie should be match fit by Feb. Easy. I mean, he looks match fit now.
1: No, nah, he'll be ready, man. It's just about getting that knee. Look, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to set him back, you know, six... 6 they're, they're saying six to eight weeks, you know what I mean? So, it's not like we said this a couple of weeks ago. It's not the worst scenario, you know what I mean? Like, it's not ideal. But if it's only six to eight weeks, and even if it just... It does uh, hold back his return to round one, which we're going we're to gonna want to be conservative with the bloke. We don't want to, like, rush him in. So even if it does hold him back and he's down for round one, he'll be back in round four or five. I'm happy with that. It, we want him there when the whips are cracking, mate. That's when we want him there, you know. So, look, and the other good news, kind I think it's come out that it wasn't, a surfing, you know, like thing, and it it was just, it, it was just to correct a stress injury, you know. So, um, it, it he had it last Wednesday. Apparently, it's been a success, you know. So we're going to take Carlton's word for it. If this is the case, I'm happy about that. Like that's really, and I believed it the whole time. I didn't think he did something stupid. So you never doubted, it,
0: it, Rocks. So I'll give you that. Never doubted. Yeah,
1: no, that's right. I never doubted it. No, no, I never doubted it. But
0: I, because I just watched him. He
1: was there in the hub. The bloke was hanging out to get out there. I I think he was, I think he felt like, and I don't know this for certain, but I think he felt like he let the team down. You know what I mean? And, like, that's how I would feel, you know? Like, I just play, like, a lonely grade indoor cricket every week. And if I can't make it because of work, I feel like I've let the team down, you know? So let alone this bloke. So, you know what? You know, like, so that's the update on, on Harry, you know, oh, sorry, on um Charles, on Charles. Yeah. yeah on, on Prince Charles. So I think all things good.
0: Oh, and I'm confident. I'm confident. it will be back kicking snags before we know it. Yep. Can't wait to see him. And I'm sure I'll speak for you as well. And all the fans, we wish him a fast track recovery. 100%. Get your ass back on the field, Charlie. We want to see them biceps.
1: Mate, we, mate you know, we love Charlie. We love Charlie, man. Charlie is going to... We're going on this massive train ride now, like the the Blues, the Blue Abroad people, and Charlie's at the front of it, you know, pumping the air, you know. So, of course, man, we, we wish him all the best, mate. We wish him all the best.
0: I suppose the other talk is my little favourite player, Matty Kennedy. So, Matty Kennedy is technically delisted from the senior list, but being promised to be picked up on the rookie list. People have asked as well, PM me quite a bit, like, what the hell does that mean? Well, basically what it means is it's quite common. Players are just told they're going to get rookied. It's kind of preordained. We we hear the rookie draft. We hear the pre-season draft. People ask about it. It's not really a draft. It's kind of, it, it's kind of like neighbours being real. Like it, it's <laughs> preordained. Like yeah, it, it, it's just purely for a bit of excitement. So, what do you think about that, Matty Kennedy? Rookie list. I'm I'm
1: happy that he's going to get rookie listed. You know what I mean? So that means he'll he'll get to play. I'm I'm actually surprised. That, that it's happened. Like, I, I just don't get how Kennedy can't get into that 22. You talk to most current supporters, they're all surprised. Because every time he gets in there, right, he does his job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, and I, I just had a, a, a quick look at his stats just for last year. Um, everything was above average. Disposal sixteen, you know. Marks at three point seven. Tackles at two point nine. Clearances at two point six. All above the AFL average, you know. So, what else does this bloke have to do? I I would like to speak to the Carlton coaching panel and say, um, what what's he doing wrong? What's he doing wrong? And he, don't tell me there's other players that are like. It almost looks like they they're putting their they're putting all their cards towards these other players, hoping that they get to Kennedy's level. But Kennedy's already there. And even when we decided, oh, you know, like, well, maybe he's not a midfielder, let's chuck him up forward, he goes ahead and kicks like, I think in 2019, what did he kick, like 11 goals in the last eight games? I like kick kick four in one game. Like he does everything he's asked for, but yet we've, because we've practically delisted him. And now we're promised him we're going to get him back, you know? So I don't know. It's a, like a little bit of a kick in the guts for him.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, the players that got released as well, we lost McCready. We lost yep. Callum Moore. I mean, we've touched on McCready. Never really got going. It's no. a shame, really. Um, showed a little bit in the games he did play, was, was lauded in VFL. Uh, we lost Cam Paulson. Many hate him, many love him. Yeah. Like, for me, it was a player and I always supported him. It probably didn't work out, but I think all of us will be honest. We wish all the D-listed guys, oh, even Darcy Lang, I've been ash on you even all year. Wish you all the best. You've achieved something that many people would never do. Mate, so, wish one game for Carlton is more than I could have ever imagined for
1: myself, you know, like, so we wish him all the best and we thank him as people we thank him for putting on
0: that jumper yeah and i think for me this leads us to our last point what next where are we going yeah and i think kennedy and my thing if i was the list manager now i'd be looking at every over 30 and thinking i need to find a replacement now yep so thinking of someone who could intimately come in and then full-time do the job in a year so Obviously, the first 30-year-old we've got who's 30 is Liam Jones. So that's why I'm saying that I'd like to see us pick up a key defender, someone that we know Liam Jones, key defenders genuinely have a bit more longer. So I'd be thinking two or three years, who have I got who's knocking the door down to knock him off his perch? So that's probably why I'd go to the draft this year, look for a project. We know one of my favourite players in the draft, Samuel Collins, Tazzy Boy, intercept. He's kind of that medium key defender would maybe let you be a key defender would come in or could even play that third tall. And the rumors are people are looking at Marchbank going down to key defender. So yes, a lot of options there. A lot of options so we, we did,
1: we, Yeah.
0: I did actually forget about Marchbank. He, he's one that can definitely like. Well, he's go. 193. So he's only two centimeters shorter than old yeah. mate Wheaters. You've also got incidentally as well, Brody Kemp there. Yeah. As well, who's the same height as we are in now. He's been remeasured evidently. He's at one nine four point five, which is the same height as we are in. So he did play key defender as well. So again, another option there is a new swing yeah. man. That's where I see Brody Kemp's future, incidentally. Yes. I see him as playing key forward, playing down the back, playing on the ball. I see him as the next Cooter for yeah. Carlton. A guy that just goes in and gives nine out of ten anywhere he is because he's ruthless. Wow. great. So I'm looking forward to him.
1: Yeah, Kemp definitely. Like, we haven't seen him kick a ball in anger, to tell you the truth. And we're hanging up, we're hanging our hopes on this kid, you know, but... I'm telling you, it'll be like the first time you
0: heard the Beatles. Your tears, your eyes are water.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I'm actually excited about Kemp. Even though, again, we haven't seen him kick a ball in anger, I'm excited to see what he can do for our side, Yeah.
0: Well, then the other over-30 is Levi when We've just covered him. Brody yeah. Kemp, I think, is that Levi Casbot. He will play forward. He can play back.
1: Yeah. He can
0: do everything. He's played in the Rook even as well. So yeah. it's always worth mentioning I think his future is at midfield. But yeah. I think he will be deployed like a lot of the great players now, all around the ground looking to influence. Look at Nat Fife. Look at what he does. On-baller, goes up forward, causes havoc. And yeah. I think Kemp potentially will be that guy. I yeah. think McGovern's got the potential as well to play forward yeah. and back.
1: So, yeah, definitely. But yeah. So he's another one that we can we can talk about. Quickly on Casbolt. I love the bloke, but I'm worried between me and you. I'm worried about Casbolt. He's a four-week bad period of not playing ever again. He's that type of player. You know what I mean? He has a four, bad, four weeks of bad playing and... Could never see him again he's he seems he's always on edge casbolt of playing again you know like I, i'm i'm worried that, that 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 could be the end this year for casbolt
0: you know i think for me when colonel's not there i i know this is controversial i'd rather play Casbolt in a three-toll system than mcgovern oh
1: and, day of the week.
0: and the reason is is because i have the flexibility to go to two-toll forwards yeah. If it starts to go wrong, I can shift Casbolt down the back. He can and then I can heavily rotate Liam Jones, which I think I think Liam Jones' weakness when he's down at the back is yeah. he's not a tight defender. Where I like to see Casbolt one on one with the big guys. We saw oh, he did a good job on Kennedy for a yeah. quarter. Yeah. He's big, he's hard to get out of the way. Yes. He attacks the ball well. And I think looking long term, we've got that coverage, which is good. But I, I agree with you. I think Casbolt if Kerno gets right, I think it's going to be very hard for him to be on the list. Yeah. And I think he is a player that would do a great job somewhere else. If I was a North Melbourne, he would have been someone I would have knocked on the door this year at Cowan. I would have looked and said, we're losing Ben Brown. We've got only a few young blokes. We've got Larky and Co. This yep. guy's going to stabilise. So I think he's got a very important role at Cowan. I think he's understated. Oh, I, think I love he's him. I like
1: I'm glad he didn't go anywhere. I'm just sometimes like, I like him that much. I'm worried because he's almost like one of the whipping boys, isn't he? Like when things are going bad and he's not doing everything he can, we are like, we're attacking that bloke there, you know? And I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried for him. But anyway, he's there now. He's doing good. So
0: So I think at the moment, Liam Jones, we need to find a future replacement. If not this year, pretty soon. Casball, yep. um, I think we've got the depth and replacements for him, Ed Kerno. now this brings me back onto Kennedy I think Matt Kennedy is Ed Kerno. Yep. he does the off-ball work very well, he's shepherds yep. he's evasive, he's annoying he's yep. nagging, he loves a tackle, he sticks a yep. tackle I actually think that you've got Stocker and Kennedy there, and you've got the now replacement and next year's replacement yep. in one. I think that that is a position I look at, and I think we've got a lot of depth in that talent.
1: I agree, I agree, and that's why I think Kennedy has to be in our best twenty-two. You know, I like Kenny. What about Sauce? What about J Sauce or
0: Bob? I think J Sauce has got it, and I also think if Cowan are looking to bring externally, Dylan Clark was delisted this morning, yep. a guy that has a winning record against Cripps, kept him to eleven touches, yes. and I think. I also think there's a merit, going back to my rookie point, of rookieing him. So Cripper gets to work with Dylan Clark at training every every week to learn how to overcome what was successful against him. And I think if Cal and look at it that way and think Stocker maybe isn't a tagger and he's going to be a bit more expansive, he's got yeah. a great kicking game, that brings me on to the next player over 30, Mark Murphy. Stocker potentially could be Mark Murphy. He's got a bit of yep. pace and he's a good deliverer by foot. Yep. I also look at the list and think, Fogarty could go and play in that position. Yep. Zach Fisher could go back. I think Zach Fisher is, for me, a better midfielder. And this forward craft will give him that string to the bar. Yes. As a I I think there's a lot of people there. And I think Stocker potentially could be in that category as well. If Cowan yep. don't want to use him as a tackle machine, like Ed Kerner, maybe use him as a Matt Murphy. His delivery by foot is impeccable. It's one yep. of his strengths. Yep. So. Matt Murphy's another player that I'd be looking at. Yeah, and thinking, he's another S- one. And
1: look, he, he got another. You, you'd have to say this is his last year, Murphy. Like, I really.
0: Anyway. I would say Matt Murphy and the last one we've got on our list, Eddie Betts, 34. Yes. Well, I'm he's hoping at some stage this season, someone steps up and retires these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't want them going out on their own terms. Yeah. I want them. It's a knock on the door. And I think
1: uh, I think Eddie Betts would be happy for that to happen.
0: Oh, definitely. I think, and I think Mark Murphy would as well. Great servants yeah. for the club. Yeah. But I want it to be the tap on the shoulder. Times up. Round yeah. round nine. Round twenty. We play Richmond, MCG. We give them a token game because we've got finals locked away. That's right. And we've got, top, we've and got the top position
1: back. locked away. We're just going to give them a token. Tiger yeah, game, so exactly.
0: And I, I, I'd i be looking at Fisher for both of these roles. Yeah. I want Fisher to be like, I've got the foot candy, I've got the smarts, I've got the skills. Eddie Betts, your role's mine. Or Mark Murphy, maybe, looking ahead, he's got that job. And then I think, especially if I'm Josh Honey now, I'm looking at this list. If I'm Foggy, I'm one. looking at this, and I'm thinking, I'm taking Betts' job. I'm well, they with- have to be. I'm they have to be a legend. That. They have to be doing that. They have and to be I, doing that now. And I hope Nick Austin is knocking on the door of these players. And if he's, I hope he is saying to Sam Ramsey, saying to Josh Honey, saying to Matty Owies, who got yep. re-listed again as a Category yep. of B, saying yep. to yep. Matty Cottrell, saying to Stocker, Fogarty, saying, next year, I'm going out to get an elite small forward to replace bats Next year, I'm going out to get another midfielder to help Crips. I'm going to pay them 700K. Make me not. Make me write your name yep. on that cheque. Yep. Make me yep. stay in-house. Well, they're there. They've got that opportunity. They, they've already got,
1: like, a quarter of a step in that position, you know? So they're... They, They've got a bigger advantage than anyone outside of the club. Of course, man, that's exactly what they should be aiming for. And that's a good point. Austin should be. And you know what? I think he is. I think
0: he's going make me do that. Make me put your name on the contract. For, for me, nothing would make me happier than next year we're having this conversation. And someone's saying to me, why don't we get Merritt? And I'm like, why do we get Zach Merritt? Paddy Dow's killing it. That's right. Zach Fisher's got into the midfield, killed it. Yep. Gibbons has gone back into the midfield, killed it. I want to have that conversation. Oh, and then someone says, well, what about Josh Kelly, Dan? And I'm like, Zach Fisher's killed it on the half-forward line. Yep. Kernel's back on the other half-forward line. Why? Why? Exactly. Like The wings taken up by SPS and Walsh, they're killing it. Why would I get him? 100%. If we're doing that, man, we're winning premierships. You're 100%
1: right, man. So, yeah, nah, that's, the, that's the way to do it. And I, look, what I'm hearing here is, We've got a bit of depth there, you know what I mean? Like potentially, you know, like there's still some of them have still got to raise to that level. But we're talking about players now, like easily, like we're just we're naming them, you know. So this shows that we're definitely in the right direction, Pommy. We're
0: definitely in the right direction, mate. I think you look at this list as a whole, and this isn't me like getting ahead of myself and getting. Come Thia- on, get ahead of yourself. Let's no, do but it. No, theatrical, I'm actually looking at it long-term. I think if we see a 20% increase from Dow, oh. we start to see something from Stocker. We know how good Cottrell's been. He goes up 10%. We know Ramsey's a little mongrel. We haven't seen him yet. Yep. I actually think that I look at this list, and for the first time ever, I see a flag. Oh, 100%. I genuinely look at it. And I go through the names and I'm like, wow, man, this is this is a list. Yep. I, I can see Charlie Curnow, Caleb Marchbank, Harry McKay, Paddy Dow, Sam Walsh, David Cunningham on the wall at Carlton as flag seventeen twenty-two. I can see yep. it. I, and that's not maybe our best 22. There's a lot of names in there that you'd say are borderline. But I can see them. Like, I look at our next best 22. Yep. And players that I'm hearing when I've seen everyone put their best 22 and people are saying, where's Cunningham? Where's Gibbons? And these where's, I'm actually saying, there's a good argument, there in our best 22.
1: Yeah, like, that's true.
0: Where this time two years ago, oh, we
1: I was squares. like,
0: what, what is our best? Like I was putting four blokes in there for a laugh. Yeah. Well,
1: that's it. And when you do look at that best 22, I'm looking at that bottom six. And it's actually looking not too bad, that bottom six. All of a sudden, they're they're players that you could see other teams wanting in their side. And that makes our team a lot better.
0: Well, I mean, like, if you go back, so let's go back two years ago. And we're looking at the players 50 games to say 20 games. Like, you're looking to step up. Yep. And there is some garbage on there, man. Yeah. I like, and I don't mean it like a disservice. There's Sam Carriage, Joe, Jazz Lamb, Darcy, yeah. La- Darcy Lang, yeah. Nick Graham, yeah. Andrew Phillips. Wow. Jarrett Gartlett. Yeah. Wow.
1: Jared yeah. Now that is, and, and look, that's representative of where we were as a side, man. I'm telling you, when you've got those six at the bottom there... Was a representative. We were never going to get anywhere.
0: And you look like you, And we were looking to see Cam Paulson. He'd only played one game. We yep. were hoping for a big thing from him. Yeah. Darwin O'Brien, TDK, they were new. Yeah. Schumacher, a lot was expected of him. Yes. Patrick Kerr, a lot was expected of him. Kim Leboy, we'd heard so much about him yep. in VFL. He was an X factor. He was the next Eddie Betts. Yeah. Jesse Glass, McCaster was there on the rookie list. Like there was a lot of players. We were saying we need these players this year to play ten games and show us something. Well, we were hoping.
1: We we were hoping
0: more than anything that these players were gonna were gonna do something, weren't we? We were just hoping. And like now we're looking at players who haven't played games. Sam Ramsey and Brody Camp, and whoever yep. we draft this year. Like there's yep. some good players there. Do yep. you know what I mean? We saw a little bit from Ois and Honey. Yeah. Sam Phillips showed a bit. Matty Cottrell, superhero. Yeah. Like there was some, there's players there now where you've seen a bit and you're like, there's something there.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, man.
0: I, I'll guarantee this. 2022, we will have won a seventeen. The seventeen flag will be here. Um, that's that's a big call. We're, they're going to put it down. Pommy's big call. We've <laughs> won the flag. I like it. Well, my big call is top four this year. I'm standing by it. You don't have to write it down. Our lovely audience will have clicked. Mark- <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, a meme. And we will be here November 2022. Carlton have not made won the final, and that will be in my inbox at least 50 times.
1: So. I'm going to put a challenge. If
0: it does happen, I want people to
1: praise and <laughs> do the whole thing because if you're going to bag me for it I also want the opposite if it comes true man. Yeah I, I guarantee end of 2022 we'll have one of the 17th flags. 100 man we'll be uh, the only, I've, I'm only trying to work out which beer I'm going to be drinking that's it That's Oh all definitely like,
0: like big or shout what pub out we're going to. I've got to say a big shout out to my mate Rowan Igzy who bought me a, a packet of five pines the other day I think I might be having some five pines. Nice. I, like I don't know what like that nice is, drop. but well, quite a nice drop, you know. I like uh, it. It, it's because he watched our show and I slated people that bought lemonade in a beer. Oh, yes, that's right. And this has got this is brewed with citrus, oh. so it has a tangy citrus taste, oh. and it's six percent. I like it. He was like, Try it, and I was like, Oh, mate, citrus. But, sorry, it was 6%, so that passed the mark. I was like, okay, it's a real beer. And, yeah, it was really good. So, anyone who drinks a beer, it's a real nice refreshing drop, especially on a a hot as buggery day as we've got today I to in look into that because I don't mind,
1: between me and you and the lamppost here, so I don't mind a little bit of citrus in my
0: beer. So so um... uh, Yeah, well, I mean, it, lemonade, no. Uh, I, I'll allow a lime in the top. Yeah, of Yeah, we'll always put a lime. I, I put, put it. Lime. I actually put it in there so the flies don't go in. Well, that's but my. You see, advice. that is the reason. Interesting little pom fat there. Yes. You go to Mexico. Yes, they put let, they said. put it in your Coke. Yeah, and that's Coca Cola. People watching nothing else. <laughs> yeah, and, and and all your all your bottled drinks just to stop because the flies there are insane, yep. man. Like, exactly right. Like, they go into your burrito yeah. as you're eating it. Like They're insatiable. You think flies are bad here? Yeah. Get your scent to Mexico. Well, I...
1: I've been to Tijuana, that's another, that's for another, another day, I'll tell you this, the time that I went to Tijuana and I, I forgot my that'll passport. I say that would be an
0: X-rated story, that will have to well, be. Well,
1: no, it's not X-rated, but I did forget my passport and they wouldn't let me out because they thought I was a local, so that's a story for another day, how's that said? Well,
0: I've got to say you are dressed up as a drug cartel at the <laughs> time, sorry. That might have something to do with it as well, Rocco. If you were wearing that shirt, I'd be stopping you at customs as well. Well, That's exactly what
1: happened. So, yeah, that was another day. Yeah, so that was a bit of a funny story, yeah. Well,
0: that concludes today's
1: show,
0: unfortunately. An hour goes so quickly with us.
1: Yes, it does. I loved it. Again, thanks, everybody out there, for the the great comments and the support. And um, it's been really good. I hope everyone enjoyed last week's Interview, and let's just say, uh, we've got some plans for the future, so but uh, we won't I, let out too I, I much. I tell but... you,
0: Rocco has nearly snared someone very special. Oh. That, that, that gonna... I, will, I will say it will be almost as good as winning Flag 17. I'm telling you, on. I don't want to even think about it till I get
1: the confirmation in the next few days. But yes, if we get this person, everyone's going to be pretty
0: happy. I, I may even do it in budgie Smugglers, I'll be that excited. <laughs> As long as the camera stays above the table, we'll be happy. Well, people always ask what's under the table. I'm actually wearing shorts. I'm yeah. wearing Harry Potter shorts, so... definitely right. oh, I've done the same, man. I'm wearing, like, the black <laughs> <laughs> This is <But> the... <laughs> someone asked the other day, am I naked under there? And ironically, I did do the live in just my underpants. And I did think so <laughs> funny that I had to re-watch the live because I was like, did I show a leg or something? Like that's, and I didn't.
1: Well, I didn't pick it. That's 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 fucking, that's gold, man. That's gold.
0: Because usually it's tracky bottoms just in case my leg yeah. pops up. But that one occasion I was in my underwear and a dress shirt. So I was like, someone just happened to PM me that and put in the comments, and I was like, No way. <laughs> no way they saw it, but I was like, Oh god, the shame. But no, luckily. Excellent, man. That was excellent. All right. Well, cheers, everyone. Thank you so much for watching. If you've got any special subjects, just drop them in the comment. Me and Rocco talk about anything within reason.
1: That's it. That's it. And thanks,
0: guys. And
1: uh, adios till next week. Ciao.